This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in on a Role Play Wednesday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams, along with Jake Meyer. We are live from Mile High Sports Studios, just wrapped up the radio show. Had the urge to come and do a podcast for for you guys, for ourselves, and for you guys today. Uh, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're just kind of in that phase of um, it's the waiting game a little bit. We're kind of for one of the Nugget seasons over. Um, Rockies have started already kind of in their little bit of a swoon that they uh, we know they're going to have. And the Avalanche, we're kind of riding the coattails right now as they're on the verge of maybe closing it out. I think, clo- yes, closing it out tonight, game five here at Pepsi Center. Um, gets me to thinking a little bit about um, going back. Go back in time with me to 2000 and tw- uh, uh, 1996. <laughs> okay, we're in 1996, right? Uh, the Avalanche host, um, the, the Avalanche beat uh, Florida Panthers, right? To right, win their right. first Stanley Cup. Um, a first major professional championship in our great state. And kind of put that uh, pressure on the Broncos to find a way to get it done. What did they do? Well, they went the next year and won uh, a Super Bowl, won another one after that, back-to-backs. And it was the Avs who kind of, you know, spurred them on. And then the Avs got one more. It was like a Broncos sandwich of Avs, Buns, uh, winning Stanley Cups with a couple Broncos championships in between. So how about we do the same thing again? How about these... Avalanche find a way to pull this thing off, win this championship. They're going to the Western Conference Finals. Um, and, you know, poke that big bear is the Broncos and show that, hey, it's possible. It's like one, literally, Jake, and every facet and sense might not have anything to do with the other. But, but... Do you think in 1996 with the Avs coming out of literally nowhere and winning a Stanley Cup, there was a sense of urgency within the Broncos building, the Valley, Pat Bolin, the Broncos to uh, John Elway to, to find a way to get this done? Or no? I think there is. I think there's something to that. When you see another team in town uh, dominate like the Avs did and, and get a championship, that's and getting big it stuff. done. You see that. It's capable. You're you're yeah. you're you're capable of doing it in this town. And back in the day, you know, back in the '90s, the the Broncos couldn't get past that championship. Uh, they they would just lose in the Super Bowl time and time they again. They weren't good enough, right? But also during that stretch, the NFC won 13 straight Super Bowls. So just the Broncos in the AFC losing those Super Bowls. It was everybody in the AFC it was just right. different. There wasn't the, the the league was different. It was a different era. Era of like a time to kind of live in, and um, so again, well, I well, well, go ahead with the Avs, you know, poising for a Stanley Cup now. I mean, how sweet would it be, man, to win a Stanley Cup and the Broncos to go to the Super Bowl, you know, go to the AFC Championship game as we're laying the groundwork down of what will be three to four to five years of winning football? I think it would add some urgency to the Broncos. It's just like, yeah, it, it would be. 
for one, we know Russell Wilson's as social media savvy and aware. It definitely put everybody on notice. He would know what was up. Well, He'd be retweeting the abs. He'd be, you know, I think there'd be something to it. sounds silly. This is almost like a silly uh, sports talk radio fodder discussion, but also we've kind of lived it. Right, right. And we have lived it. So. Especially with how the circumstances have been for the past five years for Good the call. Denver Broncos and Good for call. the Avalanche. The Avalanche have been the best show in town. The Broncos they, they, had some close. lean years into the 90s. Early 90s, Elway injury stuff, uh, kind of like spinning their tires, not going to Super Bowls anymore. Dan Reeves gone. Mike Shanahan takes over. The culture change, everything changes. The quality and the talent level goes way back up, and and they found it, they found a way to get it done. But you know, I think there's something too. Really, honestly, um, the Avalanche winning a Stanley Cup, and everyone in that building, Dove Valley, um, uh, uh, the Pat Bowen, all the way down to a sense of urgency that might have created that extra little push. And if, you know, there's a million things that have to happen in order, you know, for your team to win a Super Bowl that year, maybe one of those little pieces of that could have been the Avalanche just finding a way to get it done and making Pat Bull and think, well, goddamn, you know, uh, look what these guys just did. They've been here for 10 minutes. Um, so I like that. I like that quite a bit. So let's transition our discussion into a couple things here. One, Russell Wilson who lives about seven to eight minutes away from Peyton Manning, lives over there in Preserve somewhere. We know Russell Wilson's new pad over here in Cherry Hills. They've been hanging out together. And, you know, leave it to Russell Wilson to create majestic black and white photos of these two guys breaking film together. And he gets it. He just gets it. I mean, hey, that's what I want, bro. Give me what I want, Russell Wilson. He's doing it. Broncos. He's giving everybody exactly what he wants. And the Broncos, their social media team, their Twitter guy, they're great as well. So it's like a match made in heaven. Well, man. Broncos fans are eating that stuff well, up. We are. That's they what love it. we want. They love that kind that's of stuff. That's what we want. That's, bro, that's like... That's uh, what they've been craving. It is. And not only that, Greatness. it's like... that's It is. It's like um, spring training every year. I don't know, like... I've never heard, uh, I never read a Thomas Harding baseball Rocky story about like something bad in spring training. It's all fluff pieces. Why they could do this. Why they believe this. Why this guy looks young. Why, you know, it's like, it's that, that's what, that's what the headline should be, um, you know, for any team in the offseason. That's what kind of what pays the bills. But, uh, you know, when you really get down to the reality of Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson spending the time together, I love it because I think, I said this on the radio, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is inviting Peyton Manning over to break film with him because Aaron Rodgers thinks he knows a lot fucking more than Peyton Manning does. I'm Aaron Rodgers. That's just the guy he is, okay? So humble enough is humble enough is Russell Wilson to seek out one of the greatest figures in the history of professional football to come hey he happens to live five to seven minutes away from me um over to my place or to meet me at dove valley to break a little tape to pick your brain on some stuff here's some things that i want your opinion on what did you do here in these situations here's what i'm thinking when i'm doing these three or four things in these three or four different circumstances and situations what do you think i mean damn jake i love it because there's a lot of guys who are, would never be that humble enough to go seek out the, you know, schooling of one of the greatest of all time because they think that their shit don't stink. Right, exactly. But Russell Wilson is a different type of cat. You know, he understands that Peyton Manning did this exact same thing outside of, you know, being traded. You know, the, 
Peyton Manning went from one great team to of playing almost the majority of his career in and going to a new team. So he he wants the tutelage from somebody who's been in the same situation as Russell Wilson. And hats off to Russ because Damn, that's super smart it, because all how did you make this work, Peyton? The community stuff, your family, the you know, you hear you live here now. Why? Tell me why that is. I mean, Russell Wilson's a very, very, very smart dude. Okay, um, and to the to, to utilize Peyton Manning in the in the ways that he is, man, it, you know he can get a little bit of the powers of Peyton Manning to add to his uh, repertoire. Then we have something special cooking up here. Oh yeah, that mentorship of from Peyton. One of the, hold on, the greatest cerebral quarterback yeah, in the game. No doubt about it. That goes so far. No doubt about especially it. Especially when you know you're breaking film and you know. You might see one thing a little bit different, or you might can't can't figure out what went wrong oh, here. Man, and know. Peyton will just break it down for you and make it make life we, so much easier. I mean, like you and I, okay, like what we do. There's not like more guys who are really know really more about our teams. You know, I'm a great historian of the game. You're you're cultured. I always say you're cultured. You know, you don't you at least you know you know things that happened before. Five years ago. You right. know what I mean? You didn't just start liking sports like some other guys in, you know, sports talk radio. Um, you know, we're a couple sophisticated cats who like to smell good. Okay? So, <laughs> uh, I guess my point is, like, every single day in my life, when I when we're talking to a guy, we have a guy on the show, when we're watching something, when I'm listening to a couple of the guys I like, you know, JT the Brick, Ben Maller, some of the guys I like, I hear something that I'm just like, damn. That's unique. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I like the way he did that. Um, man, it's like I've done radio for almost 15 years. I'm going to be 40 years old here, you know, on Saturday. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, um, it's, you know, we're we, – I'm learning stuff all the time. I'm getting better and better and better. And why wouldn't I – you know, when we used to do uh, – work at the same station as Jim Rome. And he used to say, well, Jim Rome's on next. Jim's like, I see Jim out there. Hey, Jim, he's getting warmed up for the show. If I have a chance to pick Jim Rome's brain, you don't think I'm going to do it? Of course I would. How could you not? And not some guy. Not every, not every guy's like that. And that's why I love Russell Wilson, because he's not going to let his ego get in the way of things. He's here to win, and he's going to lead by example. And by getting mentorship from somebody who is a great, is going to it's going to show humbleness to the rest of his teammates that he is a humble guy he's not going to come in here he's not gonna you know act like he's better than anybody else because you know he he's a he's a great guy he's a great leader and with the same topic of Peyton Manning's mentorship yeah do you want Peyton Manning in an ownership role so you could keep him around because what what happens well, if of course if Peyton doesn't get the ownership do you think he's going to stick around I don't well, know well if he's the owner of another team or he's a general manager or a president of another team he ain't coming to Dove Valley to no. chip in and help right and bring the kids you know and wear the Broncos hat and all that kind of stuff so um, there's something to having Peyton Manning um, damn you know he couldn't be do you know what's crazy you could make. You can make Peyton Manning say ownership doesn't work out for Peyton, okay? Say the Walmart guy buys the team, but he makes Peyton Manning the president of the team, okay? Okay. Who's gonna have? I mean, he's the president of the franchise. George Peyton's gonna be the he's the general manager, okay? You guys will work together. 
again, George Payton is the general manager. You will have an overseeing president role. You will have some say. You can be a part of every general manager meeting. You'll be part of the draft, everything. You'll be part of the team. George has the final say, but you're the president of, of the franchise. There's a lot more jobs that go into president than just that kind of stuff. So um, that'd be interesting. You know, if Payne's not going to be owner, would he be want to be a president of a team? You know, that's almost, in some eyes, you know, you kind of are the boss of the general manager, depending on your situation. So, uh, I don't know what else the Broncos could offer Peyton Manning to keep him in town, keep him ours, and not let him, you know, go be helping, you know, other quarterbacks who we're going to be playing against, which he does because that's who he is, and that's what makes kind of Peyton so special. I'm sure there's, all, you know, I bet you there's 15 starting quarterbacks in the league who reach out to him all the time, and there's probably another 50 college dudes, and there's probably other, you know, other bunch of other players who aren't quarterbacks. I mean, that's just who the guy is uh, with the Peyton Manning, you know, the, the Manning Quarterback Academy stuff. Him and Eli do all that kind of stuff, so... Um, Russell Wilson went to Peyton's Academy when he was a young punk pup you know pup when Peyton was still a player and I'm sure they met and you know Russell acts like well we had a relationship since then you know what I mean and maybe they did okay maybe they did but um pretty wicked awesome that Russell's reaching out to Peyton I love when Peyton's involved with the Broncos because it makes me feel like he's a Bronco and he's ours I love it absolutely love it and it's like I don't know man it's just like damn you know Peyton's here again man it's you know he He's ours. It's our guy. He ain't a, in it. He's not in Indianapolis right now. You know, facility. He's here. So, I'd love for Peyton to be the owner. If I'm the Walmart guy, I tell Peyton, "Hey, um, you and the Manning family come up with five hundred million dollars or two hundred fifty million, which would be you know a two percent, five percent owner of the team. Well, your salary will be absorbed into ownership for the first few years so you can have 5% of the team and we'll work it somehow out with the salary structure, something like that. So you will have a real chunk of the team and we're going to let you run this team. You're Peyton Manning. You'll be, you know, again, I'm the Walmart guy. I know about Walmart. I know about, <laughs> I know about great deals and slashing prices and cheap rotisserie chickens and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know about football. So I'm going to let you, this will be a lifetime deal. You're, you're a owner. This will be a lifetime deal. You're the president of the team. You'll come in, you'll be an owner. You'll also run the team. You'll run all the aspects of the football operations. You know, I know you can only afford two or 3% of the team right now. We'll get you into 5% eventually. Um, and, you know, Peyton Manning and Mr. Walmart guy um, will own the Broncos. That would be a, the dream. That'd be the dream, right? 100%. You know, that's, that's the ideal situation for Broncos fans. What did we say kind of owner we want? I said we wanted the... 37th richest guy in America who I never really heard of, but I know all the great brands he owns and he's, you know, just an old dude who's going to keep his, you know, nose out of the football business. We'll rarely see him except for in the press box every now and then, maybe every now and then for a big free agent signing or a trade. We'll hardly hear him speak and Peyton Manning will, you know, will run. That's, and it turns out, um, that's, that's Walton. He's even like the 20th richest guy, not the 37th. So it's even better. Right. You know, so, um, whatevs. Yeah. With a new owner though, do you think a new stadium will come? For sure. They already have one of the oldest stadiums. And while it's, you know, like Coors Field, it's like looks, looks fresh out of the box. Um, empowerment, it's empower, right? I always keep calling empower. it empower. Empower field is, it's, it's, you know, it's got the charm of being right, right there. You drive by it every single day twice. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? I do. Um, anytime we go downtown, there's Four the Broncos, times. there's the Broncos, you know, um, it's, 
It's you know, a staple. It is. It's special and unique having it in the city like that. And for, you know, where it is to think, man, it's like right, right where it is. It's crazy to think that they rebuilt it right there. But they did. It's big enough. We make parking work. Metro State, you know, has, if you want to park on campus over there, if you want to park at Pepsi Center, you can park over there. Um, it's, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not perfect to, you know, to, to get in and out of. But do you know what I don't want is a stadium way out in Commerce City. I don't want it way out in Aurora where they got that Gaylord Hotel thing. You know, I, I, I'm not interested in that. There's no, like, charm in going to it might be you know wicked like what the cowboys have there's all you know they're building like a city around the stadium that you know when there's any event it's it's lit you got big stores you got you know a nightlife um and you got the stadium so and there's something kind of cool to that but also i think where right now where empower field is it all could be redeveloped over there i think all the federal boulevard is shit right there like the Burger King's done oh, there. Yeah. It's it's just there's like it's all I think being bought up and then closed down so they can eventually do something there. But all the things with the views, how it's high up overlooking downtown. I mean, you can make incredible condominiums or apartments there. Right. You can make incredible have like you know uh, restaurants and it's it's big. You I think there's enough space to make it work over there. To be honest with you, I do. I think it could work too. Oh, Elitches is moving too, I think, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So that's a lot, a lot of land that could, not saying have a stadium, but that's across the river from the stadium. So there could be some kind of collab or make something work there to... Parking. Uh, well, just to keep the stadium right there in Denver. I'm sure Denver wants to keep it there. I'm not sure what the benefits of Denver is to put it in another city or if like it's unincorporated Denver out there or whatever. Right. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I think that's will be for dis- the first thing that you know a new owner will want, and, and that that's you know. Yeah, I want the stadium. How do you tear down a power field though? <sighs> Can you keep it up for concerts and like uh, no um, grave digger and like that can't uh, be Garth used. Brooks when he comes to town. That Why? can't that can't be used as just a, a venue. Digger. Hey, one foot on the gas, one foot in the grave. I think Monster Jam. I have one time when I was like eight. It would be like El Toro Loco. Uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, Grave Digger's dope. Yeah, you know, he is, he's, he's got the coolest colors and he stuff. Is, he you is know, badass. It, it, it's, it is badass. Yeah, uh, but I think that it, they would want to have something else there instead of just a venue. Um, but that's just me. Okay. Um, anything else? The, you know, let's do a little check in. Like, can you tell us where you could find the podcast, the radio show? Our Twitter's popping. And all ain't that no kind stopping. of stuff. Yeah, it's for sure. Twitter's popping. Ain't no stopping. No, for sure. Uh, you can find tw- uh, Danny on Twitter at tweets. Danny, I'm on Twitter at. I'm Jake. gonna be 40 years old on Saturday. 40. That's a big number. <sighs> old motherfucker. Uh, Damn, never mind. I know. Um, oy, you can oy. find me on Twitter at old Jake. head is what Jake's old been head. calling me on the radio. Old head. Yeah, he's an old head. Um, it kind of hurts my feelings, <laughs> but it's funny at the same time. <laughs> you can find the podcast on mylifesports.com, the mylifesports app, um, Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Play Podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, the Broncos Blitz Podcast is there. All right. Um, all right. All right. I, I guess that's it. Want to mention real quick, uh, you know, DraftKings is one of our partners, but I want to mention Plot River Mortgage, kind of one of our partners in this podcast. There's a million places you can do mortgages with, especially in town here, the commercials, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, don't do a mortgage because the guy's going to give you an Elway autographed football. You know what I mean? When, like... 
the LA Autograph Football, like from All Seas or Bill Sports Collectibles, a couple hundred bucks. We're talking about like millions of dollars or hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So don't be lured in and like tricked by LA Autograph Football. No disrespect to those guys. It's kind of cool. But Platte River Mortgage, man, a brand 20 years strong. Um, Sean Sedita, who's the, you know, he, this guy is the heart and soul of the company, the owner of the company. He's the proprietor. Um, He's going to answer the phone. You're going to deal with him. He's going to come at your closing with like a bottle of Cristal or like Moet, like Biggie and like for real. And like, it's going to be a big deal because he knows when you buy that house, it's, it's very, very important. So whether it's a refinance, that kind of stuff, he is the guy you're going to like, you don't really deal with Frank Azar, like the strong arm. He's not going to court. He may be on the commercials, and he's promised he was going to get you this kind of stuff. You know, like Dylan Doug's pointing at you. But you're – like, Sean's the guy you're going to work with and his team of however, you know, many of them are 10. He will be the guy who you start with, and he might answer the phone there. And he's going to be the guy you're going to finish with. He has helped my brother out with the house. I don't know how many people, myself with the refi. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't want to, like, have everyone's business here, but, like, a boss man here right now, our guy here, the boss, is working with Sean and Platte River Mortgage. So – I love those guys. Um, thanks for being with us on the podcast. Um, this is, again, we're doing the season, an everyday podcast. We, we do the show. And we come in here and crank this thing every single day. So we're kind of gearing up a little bit. You know, um, we'll maybe try to put one out. Uh, we'll do two next week or one more the rest of the week. And we'll start to crank them. And uh, that's it, man. It's a little bit of the off season for us, too. But we still like to get in here and pod. And we still have a lot to talk about. And I just like to kind of party with Jake because we're bros. So um, we appreciate you guys. Anything else? I'm good. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.